Hey, real quick, if you like this show and have found the content to be useful in your life as an ambitious working mom, would you take two minutes to rate and write a review? Reviews are the most useful way to get this show in front of other working moms that are looking to create balance. So if you've adopted me as your working mom coach, I'd appreciate if you take a moment to rate and review the show now. Thanks for your time and on to the episode. We all want big things in our life. We want jobs that are fulfilling, careers that are meaningful, lives that feel balanced. But when it comes to making decisions to go after those big things, well, that's where many women get stuck. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk about why you get stuck in indecision. There's really only one reason. And I'll talk about why it took me so long to make the big decision to become a coach and how I was able to overcome all of the fears that came with making such a big decision. At the end, I'll leave you with one belief that is essential when you're going after big things in your life. You ready? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Ambitious and Balanced Working Mom Podcast, the place for women who want to balance their ambitious career goals with their life as a mom. If you're looking to feel more confident, decisive, and productive at both work and home, then this is the place for you. I'm your host, Rebecca Olson. Let's get to it. Today on this episode, we're going to talk about what it takes to really go after big things in your life and make some really big decisions. And I want to start out by celebrating a couple of my clients that are, in fact, making some really big decisions and doing some big things in their life. There's this one amazing working mom in my coaching program, the Ambitious and Balanced Working Moms Collective, who just recently decided to take a leave of absence from her firm. She's a lawyer. And here's the best part. She's leaving it open-ended. She said, I need a break for at least three months, but probably longer. And they said, okay. Women have such a hard time asking for what they need, but time and time again, as my clients ask their employers and their boss for whatever it is they need, whether that's time off or some kind of change or to change roles, whatever it may be, they always say, yes, I'm just really proud of this working mom who I know has been thinking about wanting to take a break for quite some time and after some coaching got to that point where she just simply committed to saying what she needed and asking for what she wanted and going for it. It's just so, so amazing. And then I have another client that recently quit her job because she was unhappy. It wasn't in alignment with what she valued and what was most important to her. She didn't have another job lined up. She just decided to let it go and trust that she'll figure it out. Such a big deal to just follow what it is you want because you want it. It's so fun hearing from working moms that are really doing it, that are really taking ownership of their life and what it is they want and pushing through fear and making the life that they want for themselves. It just makes me smile. I love it so much. And I wanted to share a couple of those wins with you that have happened in the last couple of weeks. Okay, let's talk about making big decisions. Now, this question came from one of my listeners that emailed me recently because she was wanting to quit her job and I believe start a consulting business of some kind. And she'd been thinking about it for a really, really long time and wanted to know a bit more about my story and how I was able to navigate 
kind of leaving my full-time job and becoming a coach and starting a business and so forth. And I'd been mulling over this question for quite some time, like really trying to break down what did I need in order to make this decision for myself? And it got me thinking about my clients and the processes that we go through to help them make really confident decisions for them, what it is they want, and navigating some big changes in their life. And so I created this podcast kind of coming from a lot of that deep thought. Now, really quick, I'm using the phrase big things. (laughs) And likely, the thing that comes to mind when I think about that, or when you think about that, is quitting your job, going part-time, starting a business, changing career directions, moving. You know, for sure, these are really big things. But when I talk about big things, I also include things like creating work-life balance and learning how to end people-pleasing and perfectionism because these are really big life-changing things too. You don't know how to balance family life with your career. You've never done it. And anything you haven't done that requires undoing habits and rewiring your brain in some way, that is a big deal. And my guess is every single listener right now is either going through or thinking about some big change or is in the midst of trying to do something big or something that feels really hard. And so I want you to bring that to mind right now, put it in your brain. And then as I'm going through this podcast, I want you to be thinking about that. I want you to be thinking about how what I'm talking about applies to whatever it is, whatever big decisions, whatever big things you're trying to figure out in life right now. That's really how you're going to get the most out of this podcast. Now, the biggest roadblock I see in women as they go about deciding to make a change in their life and go after something big is they want to make sure it's right. I don't want to leave my job and go to another one and still be unhappy. I don't want to go part-time and still find that I'm out of balance. I don't want to start a business and then find I can't, you know, make money at it. They don't want to tell their boss that they want to leave work every day at five o'clock and kind of reorient their schedule in an attempt to have some balance only to feel completely stressed out by the work that they didn't get done. So they spend a lot of time spinning and weighing the pros and cons and researching and talking endlessly with their partner about it and trying to get this right answer. And often that right answer feels really elusive. If you listened to last week's podcast on certainty you'll know that there really never is a right or wrong decision. And the need to feel certain about something, like the outcome of something, that always keeps us spinning in indecision. And I remember the process for me of deciding to go back to get my coaching certification. It was going to be a sizable investment. It would require us to sell off some stock in order to pay for it. It would take about a year and a half for me to complete The classes were during the day, so I was going to have to ask my current boss if I can kind of shift my schedule around to accommodate the classes. I didn't want to do all of that and then decide at the end I didn't really want to be a coach or get into business and figure out that I wasn't going to be able to make money at it. So what did I do? I spent a lot of time researching schools, talking to a couple of my coach friends about their experience, asking my friends what they thought 
finding out if the people thought I would be a good coach, talking about the plans with my husband. I ended up hiring a coach during that time to just have a little bit more research around the coaching experience and see if I liked it. I looked up coaches online and their various business models and niches and websites. I started making lists of things that I would need and the questions I would have. And I started looking up what it would take to start a business and how difficult that would be. I just took in more and more information, both in kind of a tangible research way and then asking a lot of people their opinions as well, which is also like a form of research. And from the time I first started to consider going into coaching to the moment I actually paid for coaching certification and committed, I was probably about nine months. Now, I don't know if that sounds like a short or a long period of time to you, but when you're in a job that you don't want to be in and you're commuting two and a half hours every day and you're waking up and you're not wanting to go to work, that was an agonizing nine months. Plus, I had already been in like a year-long journey or so of trying to figure out what I wanted next in my career and what was going to make me happy. And from the moment I sort of knew that I needed to make a change to the moment I actually committed to that change, that was easily like a year and a half. And the reason it took so long, I wanted to make sure I was right. And I don't want to put anybody down that really likes to mull over their decisions for a really long period of time. That's certainly one way of making decisions. But for me, if I had known I could have made a much more decisive and confident decision in a shorter period of time, like if I had known that there are other ways of making decisions other than like sitting in endless research and like weighing all the pros and cons and feeling like I have no idea (laughs) for a really long period of time, I probably would have taken that route. I wouldn't have wasted the time that I did in going through that process. The problem was I had a thought error. And I see this thought error with a lot of the women I work with. And what I mean by thought error, it's like something that you believe that actually really isn't true, but you're believing it. And so it's kind of guiding you in some way. And for me, this thought error was causing a whole lot of drama and indecision and you know this feeling of being very stuck. And that thought error was that if I make a plan and I have all my ducks in a row and I have all my questions answered, then it will feel right and I can move forward. Essentially, I want to know how everything was going to work out, how I would make money, how I would start a business, how I would get clients, how I would manage my workload with my classes, how we would pay for everything, how long I would have to manage both my current work and my coaching work, how to start a website, how to run Facebook ads and market myself. If you're thinking about changing jobs or changing careers in some way, the how of those things probably sound like, you know, how are you going to manage work-life balance in a new job? How will you set really clear expectations with your boss? How will you know if you like your team? How will you prove yourself in a new job and make sure that you're not overworking? How will you manage working from home or in a new office? How will you show that you're dedicated but put boundaries up? My coach, Stacey Bayman, she calls this how greed. It's the need to know how something is going to happen before you take action or make a decision. The problem is you're not really ever going to know how something is going to play out until you actually do it. You don't know how you're going to manage a new job with a baby until you kind of get there and try to stumble your way through it. You don't know how you're going to leave work every day at five o'clock to prioritize being with your family if you've never done that until you commit to doing it and start to figure it out. I didn't know how I was going to make money as a coach or even if I could make money as a coach until I started. 
you could have a pretty good idea around how to do something because other people have done it before you. So you can gain some wisdom and understanding in its possibility. I researched a lot on what it takes to make money as a life coach and start a business before I decided to do it. I had some ideas, but I didn't really know how it was all going to work for me. I really had to let go of the how. Needing to know how to do something before you decide to do it will always make you feel stuck in indecision. Asking how before you've decided and committed and are in the process of making it happen, it's never useful. You don't need to know how everything is going to work out because ultimately you can't control every variable of a decision. You can't control your boss or your new boss or your husband or your kids or sometimes even your workload. You can't control if clients are going to come to you or not. You can't control any of it. You can't control if there's a pandemic and what's going to happen when a pandemic hits. You know, there are so many things that are uncontrollable and that if you continue to spin to try to problem solve for all of the things that possibly could happen and all of the various variables, you're going to stay stuck for a very long period of time. So here's what you need to do instead of doing all of that research and trying to figure out all of the hows and answer all of the questions. What you need is to believe that you can figure it out. You have to believe in your capability more than anything else. You have to believe that you make good decisions, that you're smart, that you can persevere when things don't work out exactly the way you want. You have to believe that you are good at what you do and that that will carry with you into the next job. You have to believe that you're an asset to the company that you work for, even if you decide to take a six-month break. You have to believe that you're a great mom, even when you decide to take a job that requires 40 or 45 plus hours. You have to believe that you're a great mom, regardless of how much you work. You need to believe that if things don't work out the way you hoped, that you're still a good decision maker, that you're capable, that you're lovable, that you're adequate that you're good at what you do, think about motherhood. We all have had this experience in motherhood. You decide to become a mom and you have no idea how it's all gonna work. You have no idea how to be a good mom or even how to keep your tiny human alive and safe until you have it. I mean, I remember looking at the nurse in the hospital when Lillian was first born and saying, "Um, you're like coming with me, right? I didn't know how to be a mom. And I was scared to death, but literally millions of women have gone before me and figured out how to be moms. I knew that if they could do it, so could I. But it wasn't because I had already done it or because I had all of my ducks in a row that I had problem solved every little piece of the puzzle, right? That I had some perfect plan. You know, every day in motherhood feels kind of like a trial and error. And I never question my decision to be a mom just because it feels like I am in trial and error all of the time. Now, I know, of course, some people do. That's okay. The fact that our brains sometimes go to that place is like, why did I decide to become a mom? (laughs) That's a very natural place for so many women's brain to go. That's a safety mechanism that's built into our brain. And that is why we have to put so much effort into believing in ourselves and believing in our capability, because it's not a natural place for our brain to go. 
I know a lot of women that feel like they have to kind of build themselves up. They think something's wrong. That confidence and believing in themselves should come naturally to them, that it shouldn't take any effort. When in reality, a confident person, somebody that really believes in themselves, the reason they are is because they spend an active amount of time and energy thinking about that, thinking about how good they are and their capabilities and the value that they bring to this world and what they're good at. They actively think about those things, which is what makes them confident. Okay, so when you stop overthinking about how everything is going to work out and you focus on believing that you can, in fact, figure it out, when it comes to actually committing to a decision, like going all in, what you're left with is the question, what do I want? You're left with simply getting in touch with what you desire. I would say the majority of women that come to me that are trying to navigate some big decision, they already sort of know what they want. And when we start coaching together, we spend time really confirming why they want that so that they feel certain about that decision. And then we start overcoming all of the fears and the questions. We start creating a plan for mitigating risk and trying to move forward in the most effective and efficient way possible. But most people have a hunch around what it is they really want. To start that dream business, to leave the industry and do something different, to work part-time, to start a side business, move closer to your family, to be home with your family every day at 5 p.m. for dinner. Generally speaking, most people know what it is they want. They have a hunch around it. And when you let yourself off the hook of trying to figure out how to make something work, and instead you start trusting and believing that you can figure it out, you're able to get down to your true desire. And this, my friends, is where the actual journey begins. Because up till now, you've needed a plan and you've needed all of your questions answered and you needed to cross every T and dot every I and you needed to mitigate all risks and you needed to make sure that people will still like you and that nobody's gonna sacrifice for you. But when you strip all of that away, And you simply trust that you can figure it out and you're honest with what it is you want, there really is only one thing that stands in your way, your worthiness. You have to believe that you're worthy of what it is you want, that you can have something simply because you want it, that you're worth selling stock for to pay for something, that you're worth leaving the security of your current job to do something else that you're worthy of the time and the effort and the energy that it takes to start a business, that you're worthy of a pay cut if you have to take it. You have to believe that you're worth it. This was my turning point. When I looked at my husband and I said, I don't know where this coaching certification is gonna take me. I don't know if I want a business or if I could even create a successful business. I don't even know if coaching is what I wanna do in my career Getting this certification might just be the most expensive personal development journey I have ever been on, and I am still worth it, regardless of how it turns out. And that was it. I sold my stock. I went all in for a certification that believing that my desire to do it was enough of a reason. And I believe the same for you. You don't need any other reason to go after a dream and to have the life that you want, to create the balance that you want in your life or to make changes in your career, or to go back to school. You don't need any other reason except that you want it. That's enough. Working moms, I want you to live in that truth this week, that you deserve whatever it is that you want. And if you need help believing that, 
schedule a time for us to chat. I'll put that link in the show notes where you can find a time to connect with me personally about believing in yourself and your worthiness at that deep down level. I can help. All right, working moms, have a great week and let's get to it. Hey, before you go, I want to take a moment and tell you about an opportunity to speak with me directly. If you've been listening to this podcast and still feel like you need help balancing a fulfilling career with motherhood, then I encourage you to schedule a free breakthrough call. On this call, we will get crystal clear on exactly what it is you want out of your career and how you want to balance that with motherhood. And then we'll craft next steps for you to start moving toward a more calm and fulfilling working mom life. Head over to www.rebeccaolsoncoaching.com forward slash book to apply for this free call. Till next week and working moms, let's get to it.